0: Hi there. Welcome to Lucky Episode 7 of The Playground Project with me, your host, Tanya Pomerantz. Before we jump onto the Playground, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Instagram at puddlejumpcoaching001. I always get so excited to introduce you to my fabulous guests. Today is absolutely no exception. My guest is Connie Juan. Strategic Programs and Project Officer with the City of Ottawa. That's her title, but what really counts is her compassion, authenticity, love, and gratitude. But why take my word for it? Please join me in my career connection with Connie and see for yourself how inspiring and awesome she is. Hello, Connie. I'm so happy you are here with us. And I'm going to just introduce you as one of the nicest people a person is ever lucky enough to... Thank you. It's true, to meet. Um, but if you wouldn't mind telling telling our listener mm-hmm. about kind of what you're doing now. Okay. Hello, Connie, mm-hmm. Anna, everybody. I am
1: kind of project manager kind my job title is a strategic program project officer for the city of Ottawa oh. I am professionally trained as a project manager with a very different style as you know um. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do things a little bit different <laughs> from time to time, and I want to acknowledge how honored I am to be here, how honored I am to to know you, and uh, I cannot remember when we met, but it feels like forever, and it has been a, such a dur- uh, honor to be on this journey with you and all the support you give me and then i witness you giving to our
0: community and uh, i thank you well i i don't know if you can tell but i'm sitting here just smiling grinning here oh, to thank ear. you thank you so much for that connie thank um, you it it means literally everything and we we met through <laughs> the mentorship program at uh, ociso and um I love that you said that you <laughs> do things differently uh, because I think that that's something that uh, attracts us to each other mm-hmm. and um I'm I'm just so excited to to talk about your journey with you and our listener because one of the things that I'm focusing on is the people that that didn't know what they wanted to be when they grew up is it, is it fair to say that you weren't sure what you wanted to be when you grew up? 100% correct.
1: And then I think it's more than 100% correct. I don't think, uh, if based on definition, you just uh, state, I don't think uh, I grew up yet. <laughs> um, I feel the, the passion's there, mm-hmm. um, but my focus changed. I'm not mm. 100% sure it's related to my ADD, ADHD, mm. um, but I think uh, my passion, my focus, the, the core foundation's there, but I might do things differently. I might be focusing on different projects differently through time to time, but I know end of the day, the middle of the night, I know, I think I know who I am. And I think the most important part is I'm pretty comfortable about who I am now, <laughs> um. and I'm sure I'm not I was not this comfortable when I have last gray hair,
0: last experience. Um, yeah, again, smiling, especially <laughs> the the comment about the the gray hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go let's go back in time. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to. To school, to high school, mm-hmm. what what were your favorite subjects? Like, what did you do? What did you do really well in? <laughs> and what did you really love? What came naturally to you? Wow, that was
1: a very tricky question. When I read your the question list you sent it to me, and I reflected on my high school. As you can tell, I didn't grow up in Canada. I came here. When, uh, <laughs> I feel I grew up in Canada, but I didn't, I was not educated fully in Canada through my um, pre-university, pre university, uh, pre post secondary. Mm-hmm. So high school was hard for me, I have to say. I went to um, Catholic school in Taiwan mm-hmm. and I failed my English, grade nine English, and mm-hmm. which also, I think the passing grade was fifty, and um, I managed to get (laughs) forty-nine. Did they pass you, or did they keep? No, they did not pass me. And it also Mm -hmm. means it's not only um, I have to repeat that class; I have to repeat the entire year. Oh, now I reflect on it. I think it might be a. It it is a good thing. Mm
0: -hmm. I want to
1: believe it's a good thing, right? I was able to make. A little bit of friends help me to help me a little bit to be vulnerable here with mm. you, as I always uh, do. I'm pretty sure the teenage year depression was uh, rooted deeply in me. And I struggled and struggled. I remember telling my mother, you know, oh. I would never use this language. Who cares? <laughs> oh. And guess what? the universe says, I will teach you a lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, So went through high school, I just couldn't, I think uh, my primary goal was just to pass every single course Mm -hmm. so I can graduate, Yeah, right? So that reflected on your questions earlier, the statement earlier, and then I think, and how I describe myself, I don't do things the regular way. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a little bit different high school experience. And um, after university, sorry, after high school, we have to write a um, national wide exam to be accepted by the university. And Mm -hmm. I was not good enough. So I have a very, very, very extremely supportive mother who was willing to support me to continue my education abroad yeah and the snow was very beautiful so I choose Canada
0: <laughs> oh my goodness it is very beautiful there's no question about that yeah why
1: Ottawa so I have an uncle here with his uh, family and mm-hmm. I have an aunt in LA so oh. that's my two choices right? So Hmm. LA is so boring. It's summer all the time, (laughs) just like Taipei. (laughs) What's the fun? I I think Ottawa is a better fit for me. I remember the first winter I was here, I couldn't feel my toes uh, waiting for the bus. Oh, And then I thought, this this is not bad. I can do this. (sighs) I just need to get warmer socks and better boots. I just need to learn how to do that.
0: <laughs> yes. And
1: I felt like home right away. Um, nothing was easy, but it felt like home. Um, and I'm very, very blessed by by my uncle, my aunt, and their unconditional love and support. And uh, everybody I met um, ever since helped me to become who I am today. And uh, I'm forever, forever grateful for everybody's love
0: you know I often say that I live in a state of perpetual gratitude and I have to say that we're neighbors there my friend one of the things as a thread through through different interviews with people Mm -hmm. family Mm -hmm. the importance of family and I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about your aunt in LA and your life Mm would have been completely different and I wouldn't yeah we wouldn't have met I believe
1: we, I I totally believe that there's a reason I'm here and there's a reason you're here. You travel around the world, you come back here and I came here and I believe everybody are here, are meant to be here together at the
0: right time. You know, I'm getting chills. You know that. (laughs) That is that. And I, I agree with you. I agree. And, Mm -hmm. and so up until university, mm-hmm. school wasn't wasn't a, a happy place. Is that fair to say? No.
1: May I reframe the answer, though? Please I'm do. Not sh- I'm not sure. I'm hundred percent sure. Actually, I'm hundred percent sure I was not a happy teenager. Mm. I was a severe depressed teenager, based on um, mm. how much I know about how little I know about um, everything. A uh, little bit of everything, and then huh. I think that have a severe uh, impact on my engagement to the world. I don't want to bland on the school system, and then I think that every single step, every single experience is a piece of puzzle of who I am today. It's good or
0: bad, I don't know. <laughs>
1: it's a good experience or bad experience. I really cannot tell you.
0: Or is it just an experience? It's, experience. it's and, an experience. And we put our own spin on that, right? Depending mm-hmm. on if you're operating from abundance or from lack. Yeah. If you operate from lack, then you think that it's a bad experience. But if you operate from abundance, mm-hmm. which you clearly do, you see it as a good experience. Yeah. Because it le- it led you to this point. Yes, um, absolutely. Okay. And
1: this is the foundation for me. It's uh, this is a little... Every it's the path for me to get to
0: where I am. I'm wondering, you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, you mm-hmm. mentioned ADHD. Mm-hmm. So is this something that you've experienced kind of all all your life? Because when, as I've seen, that mm-hmm. adult kind of adult diagnosis of it yes. really opens up the chance to look at how life was and say, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense now. yes
1: I want to clarify I never have I never was medically declared ADHD, but I look at my behavior since I was ki- since I was a kindergarten kid all the way through. Yeah. I couldn't focus I'm, I' fo- I couldn't focus for a long time. I I'm very fugitive. You can read every single report card I ever had, you know, <laughs> it's like, need to be more detailed, need to be more focused, very nice, but need to be focused, really smart, but need to be focused, <laughs> right? And yeah. I couldn't, like until now, like I'm sitting in a meeting or sitting in an AC listening to concert, I, most of the time, I'm the, the only one moving around, right? Mm. And i trying to focus on something. And then then based on the reading research I have done about the definition about diagnosing of ADHD, ADD, I'm pretty sure. I don't have medical training, but uh, I'm pretty sure I, I have a lot of characteristics and behavior and experience they list. Yeah. Again, not taking Mm. away, not taking away, right? That's, it's a hard, and then I have to say, depend on the teacher, depend on the professors I have, and then I have extreme good years, and I have an extreme difficult time, right? So, depends on their approach, their acceptance, and their guidance, and not everybody understands um, everybody have different teaching skills um styles as well right so mm-hmm. I think also including my my mentors including my managers um, through my careers some can handle me and some cannot <laughs> some friends can't handle me some <laughs> are not <laughs> no I I, right? I understand mm-hmm.
0: and it's that same uh again I'm I'm going back in my head to mm-hmm. the last episode when I was interviewing Sue and mm-hmm. she talked about the importance of having a mentor or a good class, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. So when you, when you came here, yes,
1: what was your plan? The plan was very simple. I, I will finish my four-year degree and I will return to Taiwan
0: period. Uh, you can't see me but my eyebrow is raised. <laughs> um okay, so let's break that down. What what were you pl- what did you take or what were you planning to take and then what did you take?
1: I wanted to be social worker. I want to be counselor. I want mm-hmm. to be psychiatrist, psychologist. Somebody in my family told me, um your English is not good enough and you will never finish that degree. That statement totally changed the trajectory of my my path. But I want to say I continue learning, self-learning, um, self-educating. I still keep the spot in my heart to be a social worker or and or to be a counselor. I if the time's right, I will return to school again. <laughs> and then um because that's always there. That's always there. And, and at the same time, I thought, okay, if I can, if I t- help people one person at a time, or can I do other things to help more people at a time? So I go back and forth and back and forth. So you never know. I don't know. It's a working in progress. I'm still working in progress. You know that.
0: Absolutely, and and we mm-hmm. all are. We all yeah. are because I can remember. I can mm-hmm. remember that very first email that we exchanged together. There is such a blue energy from both of us that when we connect, mm-hmm. it's this explosive, just blueness and authenticity <laughs> and uh, love and appreciation and gratitude, and mm-hmm. it's so incredibly cool you you're very much a counselor and thank you. you you bring that to every relationship that you have with every person that you connect with thank you wow
1: wow well that's thank my you. point when thank i say you.
0: that you're the nicest person someone could meet i have empirical evidence you <laughs> are i speak the truth my friend so there you were mm-hmm. and so then what what did you take so
1: i As a typical Asian family, you know, you do computer science. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Long story short, uh, I ended with BA degree with a primary focus was math, mathematics. And then I went to Algonquin College. I complete a diploma in business information system. Math. But it's not theoretical math. I couldn't get a theoretical part. I don't care I can less I can care less I had a hard time I struggled with the theoretical but I was v- I was extremely excellent at, excelled in um applied math which is a very interesting right it's because I I, I like to apply things I mm-hmm. I like to do things and then mm-hmm. I don't I don't follow rules much of the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. how, how to fix it. How do we get stuff done? Right? There's a problem. Yeah. I'm right there. And then I think that that's a really, and the social worker have a part of that as well. Right? There's yeah. something and let's fix it. I have to think about as a final solution. And it's a more soft skills than the harsh one plus one equal to two, which it's not true all the time in life. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm grateful for the, um, the advisors at Carton at that time to help me to identify courses. It's good for me, help me to get better
0: marks. But you mm-hmm. have a university degree and a diploma from Algonquin. Thank you. I think that's fantastic. As As a career development practitioner, I call that the one-two punch, where <laughs> if you've got the university... Mm-hmm. There's a piece of paper. But mm-hmm. you want a job, go to Algonquin. So there you were. And mm-hmm. when you graduated with this the, the business information, what was your plan then? Wow.
1: That's very deep and personal. There was a boy, and then mm. there was not a boy. <laughs> There's no boy. But at that time, because I start um planet planting roots in Canada mm-hmm. and through Algonquin College, that's why I I totally echo your statement just a few seconds ago about um, applying your skill set, right? Applying what do you learn from school. Mm-hmm. It's college gives you that opportunity. Algonquin College had a co-op opportunity for me. And I started as a co-op student. And my boss then was a very flexible. Flag- very supportive and uh, flexible about my uh, my hours when i went back to school to complete my degree my diploma uh-huh. and just kind of, they kept me right and uh, the group of people i worked with amazing amazing humans they they taught me everything everybody taught me something, right? They went mm-hmm. out, they went out their way to, to teach me something new, something, something they know. So I am, yeah. I was that the little sponge trying to absorb everything, anything, anybody willing to share with me. And that was, um, that, that was the, best opportunity to learn because you're, I was a student, right? Everybody uh-huh. wants to share their, I think it's an, it's innate people, human nature, they want to share, they want to teach. Some people don't even know that that's in them, but I was so hungry for knowledge, for, for skills, for, for everything. And then I, I love that year. And then at that time, then I really want to stay here. I want to, I want, I was building my network, as I mentioned earlier, and um, Mm -hmm. my life is here. So it it felt like home when I arrived, right? But that's so that little, little seed just keep growing and growing and um, I become happier and happier and, um, and then I can feel it. Um, Of course, I want to acknowledge a lot of work, internal work and, Mm -hmm. um, but I become at the same time I become a, a a person instead of a child. I think I came in as a child after high school, like still very very young, late teens. But through my 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 life here, I grew up. I you're not seeing my air quote, but <laughs> <laughs> I can feel point? it. I grew up. I really yeah. I grew up in in Canada as a human. And I'm very, very proud of this human.
0: <laughs> I'm really happy that mm-hmm. Canada is your home. Thank you. And, and that Ottawa Thank is you. your home. Thank and you. So w- there you were. So you mm-hmm. got this job after you graduated. Because I love co-op. I think that's mm-hmm. a phenomenal, phenomenal program. Mm-hmm. So what was the first job? The first official job, it was,
1: I call a job as a co-op student did do it at all <laughs> the best job and then in order f- for me to stay within the organization i got a temporary job i believe it was the hr pension support so i basically support pension group do their work i guess that because was- i was young and new and then i probably did everything they asked me to do and uh, because of my uh, my it background a lot of things is much easier for me With a computer, we are revealing our experience to people. Mm -hmm. That was uh, right after the technology blooming, right? So some people are not as savvy as uh, we are. So so I was able to help and support the team.
0: And was that at the city of Ottawa? Mm -hmm.
1: Correct. Mm
0: -hmm. So you have the, it was like a golden ticket. Because yes. to get into the city of Ottawa is, mm-hmm. uh, is a big accomplishment. And to stay you. there, like thank you, you, you have, is thank you. enormous.
1: I, I'm telling you, everybody helped me. Everybody's so nice. Everybody gave me opportunities. Everybody um, supported me so unconditionally. I, I cannot... The list... I don't know if there's a list long enough to for me to to name everybody. Of course, they are up at the job in the in your career. They are up and down, right? They are uh-huh. they are good times. They are sometimes it's hard. I I did lose my position through a uh, reorg, but then a group of amazing people step up and um um helping me brief find relocating me give me different opportunity to try it out and i learned so much and and, then changing me changed me fundamentally i have to say losing my my position early on in my career taught me position is a position the job is just a job right but Mm it's the the most the critical part the most important part the most valuable part is the people i meet friends I made, and the knowledge I learned, I can carry with me for the rest of my life. Because it doesn't matter which job I'm in, I'm at, the job changes, the job title changes, right? The people are the reason I am I stay at the job most of the time, if there's no rework. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sometimes you do yeah. find. Oh, I'm. I learned. I, I'm not learning anything new, especially the um, early on career. Um, I change job every one to 18 months to two years because I feel I hit the plateau and I change. I apply. For, an opportunity will show up and I will apply for another job and I just learn and learn and learn and up building the amazing network. I have meeting wonderful, wonderful people. I learned so much from everybody I meet and met. You must be fantastic at interviews. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have to say about the interview piece is um, because of, I know a lot of people, right? And, and I find it's a harder to be interviewed by people I have known already than the mm. people, a new group. I don't know anybody on the panel. It's a very different experience a very different dynamic it's much easier for me to to be on an interview to be interviewed by people I don't know because I feel I need to tell them more (laughs) people I know it's like you work on the project with me like I
0: don't need to tell you this
1: right um and that's uh, something I learned see I learned
0: a lot so here you are at this kind of a project manager role. Mm-hmm. What is a, a typical what does a typical day look like for you?
1: So when the product if we're working on um, a busy project, usually I start a day, review my emails to see what's going on and a check is anything and what am I meeting? Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to follow mm-hmm. up? Um, to keep track of the project status, our activities, checking with my teams. It's important to know where they are at the work level. And then also to me, I want to emphasize, this is my personal beliefs, is to know how my team's doing under, as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. Some, some teammates, they will share, some teammates will not share, that's all good. But I like to let them know, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. How's going? What's up? And some people will pour their heart to you. And some people say, Oh, good. (laughs) But I remind them, my job is to remove your challenges, your challenges at work, right? My job is to ensure you can do your jobs. You if you have any anything, just let me know, right? And to build up relationship with them and that's important when the relationship is established things move easily any work you can call up with anybody they can help you right if i they if my team members have any issues any roadblock and they're willing to share with me and i can absorb and i can assess i can remove the roadblocks away from them it's my job is complete and then the project uh, delivered I don't know everything. I want to acknowledge that, and but I do know a lot of very smart people, and mm. they will tell me the answer, or at least, very least, they will direct me, connect me to the right direction with the right people. Okay. A lot of meetings sometimes. A lot of, when the project is in the high. Um, mm. It's it's like a cycle, right? You have yeah. very busy time. You have slower time. All depends on the the stay of the days.
0: Wow. And so what skills and strength do you demonstrate and that do you need in order to be successful in your job? What do I need? Hmm.
1: Because my job is um, most and foremost is a project manager. I don't have the project manager title in this position, but it's It's knowing the project management manager best practice, right? Apply that to real life. Um, As I would tell my students when I was teaching project management is project, it's it's a common language. It's like you learn English, right? You learn project management, the language, and then everybody will speak the language and then we can communicate and then we can, um, we can be understood, great and mm-hmm. so you so you need to know your project management best practice you know how to manage your project how to manage your time how to do assess project health um everything relate to the project management practice people skills soft skills mm-hmm. um with my t- different project teams depends on the situation depend on my my team members i apply mentoring, coaching, them knowing it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's a very, that's a very tricky part, right? Because I'm, I'm not there. I'm, I work in a matrix environment, which means uh, I, I got us the resource assigned to me. So I'm not their quote unquote, their boss, but uh, I'm responsible for their deliverables. So Mm. it's uh, to build that, to earn their respect. And then, to build that relationship, it's huge. And uh, for people who don't have the the work experience, it's to mentor coaching them through um, the work situation and help them to, it's always the best rewards to to know. They tell me they learned something from the project. They learned mm-hmm. something. They didn't waste their time coming to work.
0: <laughs> right. It's value, right? That's it's what value. It, everything yeah. is about. Now, mm-hmm. um, you said teaching project management. Mm-hmm. When did this happen?
1: After I graduated from my MBA and then I taught four sessions. Yeah.
0: And you got your MBA from Ottawa, you?
1: I got an MBA from Telfer School of Management, correct?
0: You decided in 2014. fourteen. Twenty. Yeah.
1: 2020, 2012. Long story short, everything happened mm-hmm. for a reason. <laughs> yes. I was working on a project. I met a client. She has um MBA, EMBA on uh, her signature. At that time, Telfer EMBA somehow crossed my um my radar. Mm. And um and then my client I was working on a project and we went we finished work and then I said I need to ask you about this and uh, she said can you just uh, go talk to them she said the applying t- applying to school graduate school itself it's a process it's a learning, learning. Mm-hmm. and uh, when I made a promise to people it, I will follow up <laughs> And uh, one thing led to another, and um, I was accepted. And um, <laughs> the reason I do it because I, it was I was intrigued by the program. It's because I was I was acquitting all the boards I was sitting on, all the volunteer work I had. Mm. I felt I did I was lack of experience and knowledge to to move organization forward like strategic thinking, budgeting, and all the things um, to be a su- highly successful. <laughs> um, True leaders and to, mo- to help in those um, nonprofit organization. I'm very passionate about forward. I didn't feel I have enough to offer and I keep quit- quitting them. I stabilized them, I left. I stabilized one and I left another one. I did the same thing over and over again for a few years. And uh, so when EMBA come up and uh, I thought, yep, that's meaning exactly what I'm missing. And then 10 years later, I have to say, almost every single day, I feel I'm applying what I learned from that classroom and forever grateful for the 40 people the professors, the support staff, and my family friends helped me through that program. It was hard, it was Uh hard, but that was um, the hardest decision I made for myself, the best investment I ever made for
0: myself. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing, what I'm feeling is immense admiration for you to have continued that, that journey towards knowledge. You are mm-hmm. such a lifelong learner.
1: Thank you. Maybe we can go to do a counseling program together.
0: Mm-hmm. The same. Planting well, the seed. Planting the seed. Planting the seed. Well, I'll tell you, my mm-hmm. question to you is, well, there's a couple more questions. That, okay, I'm here. So, so let's say you were having a chat with uh, a younger Connie. Mm -hmm. who was just graduating from getting her BA in Mm -hmm. math. What advice would you give her? Interesting you ask,
1: because I just had this conversation with some young fellow (laughs) on my team, just graduated from university. I said, go explore, try everything, try. Don't be afraid, try, just try it. Everything will fall into place at the right time. Be courageous. try it out, and you will you will know what you really love and
0: care. What was his reaction? He
1: listened. You're so nice, Connie. He
0: says. <laughs> told you <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is a very nice fellow. The reason I say that actually, I say that to all the young young colleagues. Try it, try it, try new things. I know the paycheck is important. I appreciate that, I acknowledge that. But try it. Just try it. Try different things. Take all the risk. And of course, calculate a risk. Right? But don't be afraid. Everything will fall into places. Wow. And I also tell the young people, you did not ask me the question, but I, I really share this with everybody. Uh-huh. It's I made a I made this decision and then I think that would be, if people, if you ask me what's my regret for my career, I will say, decide I don't want to go into management path way too early because when you say that, you will be on a different path. And then I encourage everybody, express your interest, tell them you want to try it out. Tell them, when I say them, the management team, to tell them you want to try it out, you want to, you want, maybe reframe the phrase, not try it out. You are interested on this path. When you say no right away, you are not on the path anymore. You're on different, different paths.
0: And to yep. come back to that path,
1: way harder, way harder as uh, you, your oh. career move forward.
0: I think that young Connie would have appreciated that. Mm-hmm. And always have a mentor, mentors,
1: mm.
0: mentors, yes,
1: absolutely. always, always, always have mentors.
0: Anytime you're given that opportunity, mm-hmm. jump on it because it's a, it's an incredible gift. It's, um, I share
1: my, my, my
0: experience,
1: my lesson learned as you know, you didn't ask me to, you didn't ask me those questions, but I still give you the answers. And, and I think that that's the biggest regret I have could be the only regret I have for my career.
0: Don't make that
1: decision early on in your career.
0: I'm looking at this constantly going back, not constantly going back to school, but you know, the, the BA, then Algonquin, then the MBA, Mm -hmm. what's an EMBA? uh, Executive. Executive. Yeah, is there a difference between an executive MBA and an MBA?
1: I didn't do the MBA, so (laughs) Uh, executive MBA. It's a primary focus on people with a working had a working experience Um, in the middle senior management position have a te- at least a 10 15 working years working experience and it's a more we are more we are all adults right so it's adult yeah. learning you learn from each other it's not one way lecture it's discussion yep. it's, i don't want to say debate in the classroom but it is right it's a healthy debate it's a healthy discussion um we learn from each other and it's it's very intense very intense with we i work worked full-time and go to school full-time and study full-time oh. <laughs> everything was full-time at that time 21 months
0: sheepers yeah, creepers it was hard
1: it was uh, it was intense but it showed me how it showed me my capacity yeah right i can do it i can do hard things and uh, we are tougher than we think
0: Yes, we are. And mm-hmm. and we can learn things no matter what <laughs> they are. Maybe, I don't know, cross-country exactly. skiing. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hee-he. We'll try again next year, next well, season. Well, which brings me to kind of the last question, but I know it's, a, mm-hmm. it's an open one, especially for yeah. you. What's next? What's next?
1: What's next? I want to continue to do a um, good job for for my organization Mm -hmm. to be value uh, value added to to the work i do the group uh, i work with and uh, i want to i want to go back to volunteer more on -hmm. the board to make more more meaningful improvement changes for our community as you know, I'm very passionate about our health care in general. And then I want to pick out few boards and um to see how I can I want to narrow down, sorry, not pick pick out. Mm-hmm. I want to narrow down the the focus and um to see how I can be be able to help more. We need a solid healthcare system. Mm-hmm.
0: That's for sure. And what about any more school? I know you're talking about going back to school and potentially becoming (laughs) a social worker. But anything else that you've been up to or you're going to be up to?
1: (laughs) Ooh, as you know, things just popping up in my life, just like the cross-country ski. (laughs) Come up. (laughs) Love it, love it, absolutely love it. And then I believe the right thing always show up at the right time. As my very smart friend once said to me, when the student's ready, the teacher show right. up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, everybody, every single person show up in my life for a reason or two or for a season or for life. Mm-hmm. And I treasure every single one. I treasure every single one.
0: I treasure you, and you certainly showed up in my life when I needed you, that's for sure.
1: Oh, back to you. Right back at you, my sister.
0: Thank you so much, Connie, for sharing your career story openly with vulnerability and candor. We learned a lot from this career connection, like how tough high school was. I wonder if this was something you can relate to. I know I certainly can, it was a time when many of us did not feel so great about ourselves. We learned how one decision, like whether to move to L.A. or Ottawa, can change the trajectory of our lives, and of course, how the decision to say no to management opportunities can shut the doors to so many things in the future. Connie also spoke of the importance of lifelong learning and the need to share one's knowledge with others to help them in their career development as well. What's next for Connie? Always be open to new possibilities and potentials while demonstrating positivity, authenticity, and gratitude. These driving forces have helped propel Connie to where she is, both in her career and in her life. And as she says, everything happens for a reason. Join me next week when I will have another open and honest Career Connection chat with another fantastic guest, Thanks again for spending your time on the playground with me. Remember, you can find the podcast on many different platforms as well as my website, puddlejumpcoaching.com. Have a terrific week and see you next time when we will, once again, jump into the future together.